Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements, the equipped platform, pharmacy goals, and personal goals. We will also occasionally cover topical healthcare news and maybe throw into the conversation a few of our own nerdy passions and hobbies. So turn us up. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. This is your host, Nick Dorch, and we welcome you to the next episode of the Quality Corner Show. Today, we are going to head down another avenue of the pharmacy business, that of marketing and social media and how that, that relates to quality in healthcare. I'm happy to introduce to you our guest for today, my coworker in our Durham, North Carolina office, David Simino. David is the communication specialist for Pharmacy Quality Solutions and has some history in the pharmacy industry. You might not be aware of this, but he is also the producer of this podcast. So David, welcome to the show. Hey there, um, Nick, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. Um, I should be on the backside producing, not in front of a microphone or on the talky side of things, but uh, thank you. Yeah, our pleasure. And uh, part of the process for quality improvement is growth expansion. And sometimes that means uh, we're doing things that is not our, not our usual. So we thank you for stepping up to the mic. And you've worked with many of us and know the process of recording. So I think you should be okay. Uh, I welcome you again to the podcast, and you should know the first thing I ask our guests is to tell us a little bit about your background. That is correct. Um, sure. Well, uh, I'm a North Carolina native. Uh, basically, I've lived in North Carolina my entire life. Uh, I graduated from UNC Chapel Hill way back in 1997 um, with a BA in journalism and communications, um, and I've worked over 20 years with independent pharmacists for a regional wholesaler in advertising and marketing. And um, for close to two years, I've been with PQS as a communication specialist, which is great um, because it's me getting back to my roots with journalism, more writing and content production. And I guess now you can add audio content production to that too. Yeah, thanks for your work with the Quality Corner Show. Um, we're gonna touch on, on this today, how this ties into importance with pharmacy and quality. And let's, uh, let's jump right in, let's talk quality and, and how this can be improved. So. Um, our question for today is how does quality relate to advertising and marketing? What can a pharmacist or pharmacy do, uh, or what should a pharmacist do with advertising, marketing, social media, and bringing in quality care and expanding opportunities with their patients? Right, so if you wanna talk quality in healthcare, quality in patient care, um, hopefully you believe that you as a pharmacist are making an impact with your patients. And if you feel good about what you're doing, then self-promotion is important. Um, if you consider advertising your strengths as a pharmacist and the services of your pharmacy, then of course, you can reach a wider audience and a larger part of your community. Um, roll with that big me mentality. Uh, you and your pharmacy can be as big as you want to be, and you can own it, show it, and share it via social media. I like that description, David, and not just because of the Food Fighters reference, but that is absolutely a plus in, in, my, in my book. Um, but I believe in showing your, your, your worth and your work. This relates to a topic or word that we talked about a few weeks ago, that being advocacy. So pharmacists need to be their own advocates, but also to consider how to turn their patients 
and those patients' caregivers and those patients' family members into an ad advocate for pharmacy and for improving patient care. Does that make sense, David? And would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, talking and conversing with your patients, getting their opinions, but if you can get them to speak highly of you, your services of your pharmacy, whether it's filling out a customer service poll or, or even rating the pharmacy uh, via social media like Google and Facebook and that sort of thing, that goes miles to spreading the word in your community. Yeah, so that actually brings me to, to my next question for today and touching on social media and community building. What platforms should pharmacies be using between Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, something that I've only recently learned about, maybe in the last couple of weeks, that being TikTok. Um, what exactly should they be doing and, and has, are there priorities within those sets of different services or things that they should be prioritizing? Right, so um, if your pharmacy wants to grow their patient base, um, connect with other healthcare professionals online, be active within their community, uh, Facebook and Instagram are your prime options to reach your community. Twitter and LinkedIn are more for building your healthcare professional network. And if you think about it, a patient will probably not follow you or your pharmacy on Twitter, but they will like you and follow you on Facebook and Instagram, which allows you to promote products and services. It might be a little early for pharmacies to jump on the TikTok bandwagon. Um, it is a younger, skewed towards a younger audience. Um, but there's always something to be said about doing it first. But if you think of TikTok as just a video service, then there is opportunity to educate. Yet Facebook and Instagram Live might be a better fit, and you probably already have an established audience through those uh, social media platforms. Yeah, and, and David, with that, because with some of these different social media sites, there's different ways that you can post or provide content, and I'd like to dive into that a little bit more. Is there a particular form of, of media with or post in these different media formats that works best? Examples being a post with only text or, and words versus including pictures versus maybe including video. Uh, in times like these, should pharmacies consider all their options when it comes to their social media posts? Yes, all is acceptable. All content is acceptable. But I will say the, the algorithms that Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn use um, they are uh, dependent on whether you use images and video. So if you do attach an image to a post and or video, um, you will be bumped up in, in your timeline or in other people's timelines when they view uh, their social media. So I would totally recommend adding images and video to your content. Great. So in your previous description, you mentioned, mentioned education. Uh, this is important in talking about quality of care. Uh, what kind of content would you recommend uh, or what should you be doing on social media to, pr to promote education? I think the idea here is that a consumer that's more educated about what a pharmacist offers or what services they offer, what products that they may have available, that that may make the pharmacy more attractive for the patient and, and for their recommendations. Can you expand upon uh, how that may work out? Yeah. So again, I mentioned content. You're going to need content. Educational content is prime, um, but first off, and more, probably more importantly, most importantly, I think you're gonna need a social media calendar. And it's also early in the year, it's February. It's still early enough to create a calendar for all of 2020. So ask yourself what month it is. Oh, February is American Heart Month. 
pharmacists could tie that into some heart health cholesterol seminars or clinics that they might be hosting that month. And they could promote this content on social media and let the community know, well, bam, you just created a game plan. Uh, from there, you can build your content out based on the services and events you're offering that month. Highlight the team members uh, leading each effort in, in some posts. Add some pictures of the team members with that. Let your audience put the names to the faces. That helps create an ease of communication for potential inpatient visits. Or, it, again, if you're a little more proactive, you can think ahead and ask what's coming up next month. March. Uh, that's where you have a social media calendar. That's where that's important. Look ahead and see what big events are coming, not just on your health calendar, but also what's coming up big in your local community. You want to tie community events to health events. Um, if there's a big event in town every March, add that to your calendar and think about how you can be a part of it and how can you promote it. Think about community health walks, local school events, athletic events, church events. If you aren't currently working with these events, find out who to talk to and see how you can support them and be a part of it. So I'll, my, my summary with this, David, is that a lot of it comes down to creating something from nothing and having some presence, having information that can be shared, having patients that in their own way can promote you in the pharmacy, that that really helps to uh, provide a breakout for, for you and your services, whereas competitors or other healthcare providers may not be having some of that same presence. Again, it goes back to what we talked about, that word advocacy. It's not necessarily from just a political standpoint, but also just advocacy within your community. Exactly. I think you nailed it. Great. So I'm going to go back to what you were talking about earlier uh, and a topic that really caught my attention, speaking with regards to Twitter and LinkedIn as being more geared towards healthcare professional network building. Um, why is this part of it important for pharmacists? Um, well, it's very important. I, I see a lot of pharmacists or pharmacists in training on LinkedIn. A lot of them are younger kids and they're getting ready to graduate and enter the workforce. And they're using this big me promotional style. Uh, they're hyping their achievements, who they work with, what they're doing to stay busy, whether it be through pharmacy rotations, or just great academic achievements and accomplishments. Um, it's great to see and it shows how they're trying to separate themselves from other people. Um, and I've seen a few young guys out there that are doing their own podcasts on pharmacy. It just shows how they are indeed go-getters, communicators, and potential influencers. If you're a business hiring and you see these candidates, uh, you can get a good idea of who would work well in team roles, uh, working with the general public, those that might work better working with patients directly, and then you can see how you can incorporate their extracurricular skills into your pharmacy. And on the Twitter side, Twitter is just a great news tool. It's more about you as a pharmacist following other esteemed professionals, right? It doesn't have to, to be just healthcare either. Follow people that matter to you. Follow people who inspire you to be better. Follow people and businesses you want to learn from. And if you look at Twitter as a place to get the latest information and links to educational articles and videos, you will grow more as a business professional and pharmacist. If you want to impart knowledge out to others, yes, Twitter allows you to speak your mind as well, but I, I recommend that if your name is your brand, that you speak in ways that may help others, that promotes yourself as an educator and leader, and that reflects your pharmacy values. I think the, the voice part there, David, is particularly important. Uh, we do see that there's, in some instances, people will have multiple accounts, one for a 
professional use, their pharmacy branding, one for their personal use that is more direct kind of friends and family type of thing. And they do that because having those uh, intermingled can throw a bit of a monkey wrench into the plan sometimes. Yes. But promotion does really need to be this ever long, ever long process. So I can, I can see where that makes a difference. From my experience, I've, I've found it interesting as well because I, for my, my own self, I have one Twitter profile. I post things that are both pharmacy related, but also personal. Yeah, and it's totally fine. Yeah, and I find it very interesting. And I, I do that with the rationale that I think my information about pharmacy, that that could be used or that's, that should be information that's useful to a larger public. But when I post things that's more personal, that talks, that relates more to maybe pet related content, which I think everybody likes pictures of dogs and cats on the internet. Cat photos roll. Yep, those are always great. But at the same time, uh, I've also seen from pharmacy professionals that that's allowed them to better understand me as a person and that yes, I am a pharmacist, but that I do have other parts of my persona so that when we meet at an event, at a conference, or when we're just connecting about things, yes, we do have pharmacy to connect to, but we also have other parts of our persona. And yes. I think for pharmacy, that adds the same thing, right? Where it's not just a, a bland approach, but that this is a pharmacy, this is a pharmacist that has some character to it, right? And, and, and that is great. It can show another softer side of yourself. And at the same time, it can still be on brand. So that, that's great. All right, well, David, Really appreciate you ju uh, jumping on for the podcast today. I know that this was you taking a uh, moving around the, the desk and coming to record on, but uh, really appreciate having you and leading the direction uh, here with the podcast. So I would say when we do talk to our users or our listeners for the Quality Corner Show about contacting us for ideas and what we can add to the content, uh, David is really our guy that handles a lot of that. So uh, myself as a pharmacist, I. I may be pretty good at being a pharmacist, but I'm not a media expert. That's where folks like David come in and really help us round out the team. So uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and close this down for, for today's episode. But again, David, thank you for your time. and Thanks for your participation and your activity to promote the Quality Corner Show. Thank you. All right. Our team here at PQS has a couple of favors to ask of you our podcast listener. First, we encourage you to share this podcast with two friends, because if you share this with two friends and each of them shares with two friends, it really helps us hit a larger listening audience. Second, we also want to take a moment to remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may find it. And then if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to address, please contact us. The best way to do so is to email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind and what we can do, what we can do to address topics so that you are fully informed. Our goal is to continuously improve our podcast content and to provide meaningful information to our listeners based on current topics in healthcare, technology, and quality improvement. We want to help you become as effective as possible in how you care for patients and improve public health outcomes. So until next time, we wish you well. <laughs>